It's the Koshcast, and this week we're chatting about what happened in New England as Toronto FC lost their second game in a row and Old England, where Crystal Palace lost their sixth. Elsewhere in the Premiership, Chelsea benefit from an Alvaro Maratric, Spurs' new right-back is forced to confront the aurea of his ways as Tottenham beat West Ham, and the use of defibrillators goes up by 50% on Merseyside as Liverpool pinball their way past Leicester. We'll also bring you the latest from Europe as Sampdoria dampen the story for Milan, Ceballos pisses off Ronaldo by scoring both of Real Madrid's goals in their win over Alaves, and in a rare move, we'll check in on Turkey, where Fenerbahce and Besiktas appear to have gotten into what we'll call a bit of a squabble. Let's bobble. Hello and welcome to the Koshcast on underthekoshblog.com and at under underscore the Kosh on Twitter. My name is Alex and Mohanad is with me. Yes, hi, how's it going? Very, very, I was going to say very well. Well, yeah. also it's going German. It, it did go a bit, that was a nod to our, our Koshcast last week with Josh Cloak where it did go very it German. It was very German, yes, that's, that's true. I enjoyed it, it was great stuff. Um, how's your knee? Um, it's it's better. It's been two months now. I uh, hyperextended it, sprained in the LCL, etc., etc. Hyperextend doesn't sound like an injury. It sounds fun. Yeah. Well, yeah. exactly. But it wasn't. Not not even close. I did also play the second half of that game, which was a bad idea. Um, like Cesc when he broke his leg. <laughs> yeah, he came yeah, out. Yeah. Oh, that was that was legendary. Um, so I got another month, and then you know I'm hoping to get back for COVID. For Do you know team. that for sure, or have you just made it up? No, I made it up. It kind of sounds right. <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, good luck. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm very well. Yeah. Anything exciting happening? Or Uh, I scored a header yesterday. Oh yeah, indoor as well. Hit me right in the glasses. That's crazy. Yeah. 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 I had to take them off. My eye hurt for a couple. And people thought you took your glasses off first, then headers didn't. That would have been. That's the move. That's the move. I've got to learn to do that. Yes. Anyway, Dad, I'm fine. Don't worry. (laughs) Imagine if Davids had done that every time he headed the (laughs) ball. Yeah, but those were like properly snapped onto his face. True. They were suctioned on. I actually have a... uh, There's a guy on my team, uh, Kieron. Yeah. Breen, who is uh, looking into the goggles. Apparently they're very useful. Yeah. Yeah. We might look like two flies <laughs> running around the football well, pitch. Or, or, this, or those little despicable me people. <laughs> Minions? Minions. Is that what they're called? Yes, yeah. then, yeah. Okay. Um, what are we going to talk about today? Um, well, we'll start locally with TFC, then we'll move on to the Premier League. We'll do Momo of the Week as usual. Uh, no quiz, unfortunately, since Bernie and Roche aren't here. Because I would win. Yes. Yeah. Default, <laughs> default wins are the best. Correct. Um and then we'll do Italy and Spain. Sounds good. And, and Venabache, Besiktas, yes, because I mean, that was mental. Cherry on the top. Yes. All right. Let's get started then. Uh, Toronto FC, quickly. Uh, second loss in a row. This yeah, one was we, away to New England. We always uh, talk about how we say the same thing every pod. And last two weeks have been... Well, I mean, last two games have been two losses in a row now. So It's actually quite considerate of them to give us something <laughs> yeah, new, new to content. talk about. Um, let's start very quickly with the, the pitch in New England, which was an absolute joke. Yes. Like it's AstroTurf, but we play on better pitches. Correct, yeah. That, it didn't look very comfortable or fun to play on. No, the, the like American football lines are still on it. It's yep. a shambles. Um, I actually thought Toronto FC were pretty unlucky to lose this. The, the first goal they conceded was a massive deflection. Um, and the, I mean, it was late on in the game, right? It was uh, fairly, yeah. fairly late, and then TFC drew like right at, right after. Yeah, yeah. The, like Hassler scored from a beautiful ball from Michael Bradley. Yeah. Um, and then it was honestly, I think, just bad goalkeeping on the second. Clint Owen came in for Bono because of the rotation, and 
yeah. wasn't good. Because I mean, TFC goalkeeping has been really good this season. Yeah. Um, which is not something we can always say. Um, but yeah, this this is definitely unlucky and not characteristic for how their season was going. Um, it does put. I mean, they will top the conference, but it still it puts some doubt on getting that. The record. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they, they don't have easy games left. They've got Red Bulls this weekend, Montreal again, I think, and then Atlanta. All of which are tough games. So, yes, they'll win the Supporters' Shield. They're still 10 points clear, but you're right. The record, possibly not. Atlanta we'll have been sensational this season. Yeah. Um, their debut season in MLS. Um, Tata Martino. Tata Martino. They look well-drilled. They look exciting to us. I, think, I don't think they've lost at home yet, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right? Yeah. Bloody hell. Um, and they look, they're a great counter-attacking team. They have a lot of flair Spanish-Mexican players, which helps with kind of the entertainment, yeah, entertainment value. Yep. They, they look a lot of fun. I don't want to play them in MLS Cup. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to. Yeah, they're, they're, they're very good. Yes. They're very good. Um, and we actually saw them in the first game of the season dismantle TFC at home. Correct. So there you go. Don't want a repeat of that. <laughs> no. Uh, but I think everything will be fine. Yes. This rotation is necessary. We're resting players for the playoffs. It's all good. Yeah, I would have a knee-jerk reaction if I wasn't injured. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. You can still be a jerk. <laughs> yes, I could do that part. Um, so let's let's move on to Europe. Let's talk Premier League. Yes. Uh, before we do that, we've got a question coming in from friend of the pod, Callum Gordon, yep. who says, on a scale of no wonder he's in the fucking reserves to terrific, how great is it that Harry Redknapp lasted only eight games at Birmingham? I mean, if Harry, if there's going to be a scale for Harry Redknapp stuff, terrific, I'd go traffic. It just looks like he's always <laughs> sitting in a car looking out a window. Very good. Um, I think it's not Harry Redknapp's fault that people keep offering contracts. Well, that is true. Yeah, it's it's like it's like when people you know hate on players because they're not good enough to play for their team, or it's not his fault that he's playing. We said this recently about Aquilani. Yes. Like, it's, he keeps being offered the job. He's going to take it. It's not It's not his fault. He's not going to go, no, I'm not good enough. He's going to take it. Yeah, yeah, true. He's bored. Um, he's sitting at home. <laughs> nothing yeah. else to do. I, I would say on this scale that, that Callum uh, mentioned, I'd say he's Ox. Kind of just like right bench. Oxley chamberlain you mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's pretty great. I'm... I'm <laughs> I'm <laughs> not a huge fan of Harry Redknapp. No. Um, so I'll um, go terrific. I have to say, though, um, Callum is great on Twitter, so give him a follow at Gordo9020. Yes. Is that 902? Is that a show? 90210. No, that's different. Okay, let, yeah, I, I don't think he meant that. That's a Beverly Hills area yes. code, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Um, it's a high school something musical drama. I don't <laughs> think it's what Callum's going for. Uh, Gordo9020, that's what you need to do. Um, anyway, let's start in the Premier League with Manchester City 5, Crystal Palace 0. The most surprising thing about this was that it took 45 minutes for City to score. Well, luckily for Palace, because it could have been 10 in that case. <laughs> Um, City right now have beaten Liverpool four, they beat Watford six or five, and then now they beat Crystal Palace five. They have something like 13 goals in three games, none conceded. Um, Liverpool are not bad opposition. Um, At the time, Watford weren't. Crystal Palace, sure. But, you know, it's not just easy games and they're, you know, these are not, not straight Kind no, of straightforward games. And let's be fair to Crystal Palace and to uh, the Owl Hodgson. Yes. For the first 45 minutes, they did okay. They sat with two banks of four and Ruben Loftus-Cheek doing whatever the hell he does. Yes. Uh, running a lot. Yep. And um, and they actually kept them out for until Sonny's delicious opening goal where he flicked it over the defender. And oh. It was quite funny, actually, that he was asked after the game. And you know, like when I'm listening to this, I'm just exasperated because... They always go, talk us through what you did on that goal. And Sonny 
obviously is like, I have no idea. It just happened. So, so, like literally sometimes this is, you know, 70 minutes ago. It's not easy to eat. Sometimes you don't even remember. You're like, wait, which goal? Oh, like it's actually not, you know, crazy to think that he doesn't remember exactly how the goal happened. It was, you know, quick. It was fast. It was 70 minutes ago. Like not to mention if you've played any level of football, you know that most things that you do are not particularly they're thought instinctive. out. They're instinctive. Yeah. So yeah. it's a stupid question at the best um, of time. So, like, like you did say, um, Crystal Palace did give a hoop for like the first forty-five minutes. Um, and I mean, how far did you think they were going to get? But I think, I mean, when Sanis goal went in, I kept, I keep every time Sanis does something, I keep reminding you how, like, in the summer, I did say he's going to be the best player in the Premier League. You did, obviously, you know, a bit exaggerated, yeah. but I actually think he has maybe the best potential in the league he's up there he's with phenomenal him. he is he is and and every time he plays he has something like five goals in the last three games he's been incredible he's scored five from seven shots all season yes so german efficiency yeah and he plays sometimes at wing back yeah, i mean he's 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 got it all and i think pep's really the best person to bring it out of him and, and i really hope we see his best kind of his full potential uh soon that's fair and and something to mention too when we're talking about sunny is that mendy got injured in this game which either means Danilo will come in for him at yes. left back, or if they do the wing back thing, Sane might end up there too. So, correct, correct. Um, um, Sterling got a couple. He did the, the Sterling thing of playing not very well, but still managing to score a couple of scrappy goals. Well, I'm telling you, he's Theo. He's City's Theo, and he will continue. He will. So he, harsh. He doesn't have the technical ability to, to run or dribble or do any of those consistently. He will just kind of get stats, and he will, you know, he'll live on those. Speaking of odd careers, Fabian Delph. Scorcher, absolute left, scorcher. At left wing back. Is that where he yeah. was playing? he came on for, I think, left wing back. For Mendy? Or, no, like at the very end of the game or they switched it up or something. But he did come on as like something ridiculous. And then <laughs> he put it in with his right into the top corner. I did see, I think it was someone tweeted, if you're Palace, you liquidate now. Yes. Like if Delph is doing that against you, forget it. That is true. Um, that is true. Not to mention Benteke is injured for up to, well, four to eight weeks. Literally doesn't matter. He, the amount of, ch- if you watch a compilation of the chances Benteke has missed in these past five, six games, it's actually, it hurts to I watch. Agree. And I don't even care about Palace in the slightest. I agree. I actually looked at this news and thought, that might actually be a good thing. Yes. I don't know who, who are they going to bring in. I, at this point, matter. it just forces a change. Yes. You know, um, he's been missing left, right and center. Um, and it can only be good. I mean, at this point, nothing can be worse. Literally, yeah, yeah, nothing yeah. can be worse. Yeah, they've lost six in a row. Like, if their next game gets defaulted or they don't show up, they only lose 3-0. Like, that's like, that's not even as bad as how they've been. That's true. Yeah. They might actually want to rest, <laughs> like, rest some players sometimes. Default yeah. on a game you've got no chance in. Exactly. And speaking of which, they've got United and Chelsea coming up. Yeah. Forget it. It, Go on vacation for two weeks. Literally, the come league, back with minus six goal difference and start again. Yep, the league starts in two, three weeks. It doesn't <laughs> matter what happens now. Um, but remember, they have to sack Hodgson in time to get Allardyce in for one last go. Correct, correct. But they have to do it. Uh, you know, they have to do it in the day because he's really alert at night. <laughs> um, ruffle his feathers, man. <laughs> Stoke nil, Chelsea four. Chelsea were superb. Um, Chelsea were. Well, Morata really is is the one that took the. the kind of the limelight here and people were waiting for Morata to explode and this comes off it's a perfect nice. time. well yeah comes off right at perfect timing when Costa uh, deal kind of came to fruition and he's at Atleti he's happy everybody's happy and Conte's very happy Conte's delighted I yeah. tell you what Chelsea did well to get 65 million out of Atleti for, for like given they don't want to play him he wants to leave 
65. Do not get me started on deals that Chelsea have made. Ramirez, Oscar to China. David Luiz for 50 million. Um, Diego Costa for 50 plus whatever. It's actually crazy money they get for players they do not want. It's not like, you know what? We really want this guy. Here's a lot. You know, you have to pay a lot. They don't want any of these players and they still make ridiculous profit. I only console myself by remembering that they sold De Bruyne for 18. That's the only consolation right. I have. Right, right. Yeah. Anyway, yes, Morata was superb. I thought on the goal where he was sent through by Azpilicueta, who's having an outstanding season offensively, <laughs> by the way, which is bizarre. Yeah. Um, he looked like Henri. The pace that he used to burn away from the defenders and then the side for opening, the open his body up, finish. He looked. Ah, oh, it was it was beautiful. The finish was it was so there's so much to to appreciate about the finish because if it were strong and direct, it might have been saved. But that little lift. Yes. What happens? The keeper got to the ground before the ball got him. It was delicious. It was on purpose, and you can't take anything away from it. Everything was was done, you know, because he is a good player. Yes. None and, of it was luck. And it's interesting because we're talking about most things are instinctual. Yeah. He had a lot of time to think about that because he was running from the halfway line, essentially. And, and, and so, yeah. The other thing I like about the goal is he didn't cut in. Nine yeah. out of ten people cut in. He went, you know what, I'm going to take it down the left and see what happens. And, and I think that made a big deal. Um, but speaking of Aspilicueta, so Aspilicueta Morata is like, the, I think, the highest assist to goal, like four or something? Yeah, it's like him and then Ali and Kane or something. It's crazy. It's, it's like, you know, it used to be Cesc and Costa. Mm. Now it's Aspilicueta and Morata. And, you know, people are saying Morata only scores with his head. He showed them Not anymore. That. Yeah, yeah. No, it's good stuff. Um, Chelsea are back a little bit. A little bit. Did they, the, I mean, did they go away is the question. At the beginning of the season, I mean, they lost to Burnley. People were like, they don't look as powerful, even in their wins, as... They ended last season. They lost to Arsenal in the Community Shield, etc., etc. You know, it wasn't smooth sailing. I mean, as far as blips go, that's a pretty good one to have. Yeah. But yeah. It depends on your standards, too. For Chelsea standards, it wasn't a good start of the season. Fair. Um, Mark Hughes uh, said, They will be delighted with a 4-0 score. It's flattered them somewhat. Yes, they will be delighted. Yes, that's true. They I beat mean, a new 4 -0. At least Hughes said something that is correct. Yeah. yeah. And it hasn't flattered them because they scored four goals against you. It hasn't flattered them at all. At all. No. Not even, they, they, yeah. It's not like they were particularly worried by Stoke. Bakayoko and Kante were incredible in midfield. They were phenomenal. Um, Kante will always play. And it's always about, you know, should Cesc play in certain games? Should Bakayoko play in certain games? And I think they're perfect for different games. You know, Cesc is when you know the team's going to park the bus and he gives you that. He can even come on. Bakayoko is, you know, if you want to really dominate a game physically. Um, Bakayoko has good also kind of push with the ball he runs mm. with it he brings it up and you know he's not all just physical yeah yeah no I agree he's, he's got technical ability as well but I, I have to say when I looked at the starting lineups or the predicted lineups on, on Friday and I saw Bakayoko and Kante up against Darren Fletcher and Joe <laughs> Allen yeah who aren't bad players but I, yeah. but physicality yeah from a physicality standpoint they were never gonna get anywhere against those two Allen is the same size as Kante I mean Kante's not a big guy Allen is no, just weak sure but yeah. Kante's Twice as fast yes. and a lot stronger. Yes. And when you're comparing 35-year-old Darren Fletcher to oh. Bakayoko, I mean, you know. Yeah. yeah. Bakayoko on the bench has more influence on in the game. <laughs> Jesus. Um, you got a call here from Conte. What is he talking about? Oh, yeah. He was on Italian radio, uh, Radio Uno. Um, and he said That's about... the best radio channel in... in <laughs> yeah, number one. Yes. He <laughs> said, uh, I miss it. That's beyond doubt. Italy is my homeland, so once I have some good experiences, formative experiences, important and life-changing experiences, I'll be back. I don't know when that is, but that's the aim. Life-changing experiences, like maybe next time the doctor runs onto the field, 
he can be misogynistic. That was a life-changing experience. And then he can go back to Italy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. works. So, I mean, I there mean, are a number of things. It's all laid out. He, he just has to say, follow the plan. He also didn't say it was related to football. Right. Could be anything. Something to do with marriage. John Terry related. <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you say I need formative experience, life-changing experience, John Terry can help you out a lot with that. But it's, it's his speciality. Yeah. 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 Um, okay, <laughs> that was fun. That'll do for Chelsea? Yes, yes, right. that'll do. Um, West Ham 2, Tottenham 3. Um, I just want to start off with a quick Pochettino quote, who said after the game, sometimes it is good to suffer a bit as it means you're alive, which I quite liked. I was yeah. like, is that Pochettino or like Che Guevara? Like, who's, who's talking? <laughs> we can play that game. Who said it? <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, this was exciting to watch because the game looked dead, done and dusted. Um, I think, did Spurs go 3-0 up? 3-0, yeah. Yeah, and it looked like, oh, this is boring, I'm not going to watch this anymore. And then West Ham rallied back a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, at least they have, still have that fight in them. These two teams, they don't win at home. At the moment, no. Yes, so it was clear, you know, who's going to win. Um, <laughs> but, I don't know, West Ham, do they... Here's a question, we've talked about this. Do they have a good team? No. No, well, I don't think the they impression do. is that they do. Who? The impression... Like, I, I, you're not wrong. People do say that. Yes. People even said that they bought well in the summer. They did. They oh, did no, it. that's not true. Like, if Zabaleta is your best signing, oh, yeah. Chicharito, fine, whatever. Yeah. But, like, still... Arnautovic, Chicharito, are you... Arnautovic like, isn't good. Sure. He's sure, got skill. He's got yeah. talent. But he's a... For a start, he's a moron. He got sent off in his first game for them after, what, like, He almost did minutes. this game, too. Like, he almost did yeah. this game. And he just sulks around. He has one good game in five. It annoys me that people keep referring to him as this good player. So then does... The, is it unfair on Bilic to, to, to have this high expectation of West Ham? Did he bring it on himself because of the really good season he had with Payet and all that? Because what you're basically saying is it's unfair to have such high expectations of West Ham. But people do. To some extent, yes. On the other hand, Bilic is also involved in recruitment. I mean, I know you've right. got David Gold and, and Sullivan being idiots. And, I mean, they're they, being they, more than that. They, dictate, they make the job hard for the manager. Yeah. I'm not going to, you know, dance around that. But Bilic... I don't think he's got much to him. What I will say is he <laughs> usually does well against Spurs. He, right. For the last few, few years, he's had Pochettino's number. And I thought he actually got it right here. For the first, whatever it was, 35, 40 minutes, West Ham actually did really well. And then Andy Carroll came on because... Uh, who got injured? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't remember, but I know what you're talking about. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Antonio, I think? Yeah. Yes, Antonio. Antonio got injured. Carroll came on, made a terrible pass that set Spurs off on the break. Yes. And that was 1-0. And from then... You know, Harry Kane, uh, header. Great header. That um, was whale, whale, well harder than it looked. Yes. Yes, that, that's correct. Like, when Ali put that in, I was like, what are you doing? Yep. Um, Ali, another one of those performances where... Again, he hasn't been good recently. The stats back him up a little bit, but he hasn't really been that good. Ericsson has been a much better player for Spurs this season um, than Ali. But Ali, obviously, with the Englishness and the hype and this and that, he gets a lot of attention. Um, he's protected quite a bit by the media. Like People don't get harsh on him. I don't understand why. Um, but except for, again, it's weird to say except for the two goals, he didn't really have a good game. Well, that's the thing. He, he really didn't have a good game, but he was involved in two crucial moments. So, I mean... There yeah. are some players that are just like that. I and mean, we were talking about Sterling earlier. Obviously, Ali has a lot more it talent than, yeah. than Sterling. But, yeah. And, it, less, it was a, and less kids. <laughs> less kids. Although, yeah. that's not difficult. Um, <laughs> um, let's talk about Aurier for a second. Yeah. He was immense. I, I, I like him. He's a good player. And then he was an idiot. That's what you get. Yeah. Yeah, but we knew this. Like, we literally said this when the transfer rumors started. We're like, Pochettino really has to put a lid on this. Didn't he? 
Wasn't there a, rumor, or a quote that came out recently, Pochettino, in training, telling Aurier that if he gets sent off or if he goes back to his old ways, he'll shoot him? He said he would headbutt him yes. or kill him. Yes. Yeah. I assume he might shoot him, like kill him by shooting. This is the most popular. I feel like Pochettino would go hands in. Like, just, you know, yeah. Knuckle. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, it was really the red card that led to West Ham's resurgence. They, they went 4-4-2. They started slinging balls into the box. A couple of great headers. and, and Terry just scored, didn't he? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Kuyate with the second mm-hmm. and yeah it looked dicey that, that it looked was dicey. a bullet header oh. if you've seen a bullet header <laughs> yes. that's a bullet header it was it's a great true. cross too everything was great cross. about that was goal. it Masuaku yes yeah, it came on on the left he killed it when he came on yeah. he changed the game completely yes yeah. and, and I mean for a while Sissoko was there right back yes. right wing back and then they put on Trippier I, I don't know Trippier worries me man because like he's so tiny yeah he's small it just I, I don't trust him people thought that Spurs got the better deal by selling Walker for so much money but it's looking a bit shaky on that right you know Rose is injured on the left it's not looking as straightforward as like haha we got so much money from City for Walker and we'll be fine what I would say is Walker started to play well for City yes that said Aurier is a better player it's just whether he can be on the field keep it in his pants yeah. <laughs> yeah. like if he yeah. can maintain his discipline they've got a better player for half the price but right. we'll see if, if that's possible um, one last thing you are a big fan of Home Son. Yes. When they play three at the back, they can't get him into the team. No, he sometimes plays like wing back, but yeah, they can't get him in. Do you think do you think he's worth changing the starting system to include? If it's going well, no. But I think it's not going that smoothly right now. And I feel he is a big addition to them when they play. If you switch to a 4-3-3, you know, the problem is again, Ali now gets shunted wide. That's the problem. That's the thing because... Or Ericsson. Well, yeah, but Ericsson, right now... By the way, the thing I noticed about the game is Ericsson started playing much deeper than the start of the season. And that frustrated me because I have him in my fantasy <laughs> and he used to score so many goals. But right. now I saw this game, I'm like... Well, he scored. Right. But I'm still thinking, why is he so deep? He comes... He, he, this is not how they played. They used to play Ali and Ericsson both right behind King. Yeah. But Ericsson clearly has been asked to stay back a little bit, get the ball, get some possession. But to your point... I think Sun is worth it. And that's, I mean, that's what Pagatina does the minute it starts to go south. Yeah. Sun comes into the yeah, yeah, yeah. here. So it'll happen soon. South Korea. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was quite a fun game. A game that wasn't at all fun, despite five goals. Yes. Leicester 2, Liverpool 3. Yep. Horrendous. Absolutely horrendous. <sighs> this was one of the worst five goal, the worst, let's just say, the worst five goal game you've ever seen in your life. It was incredibly boring to watch. Um, it was slow. It was. It's crazy to say that for a five-goal game. But we were watching this together, and we were thinking, you know, at two goals, at three goals, at four goals, we were still saying this is a really bad game. So, I, when you say slow, what that means to me is like there weren't. It was a long time between good things. Yes. But the pace of the game was insane. But it, stopped, it was just pinball. Yeah, it stopped like. Before the 18-yard box. Like, nothing yeah, happened yeah, after yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're just, the ball was just going back and forth. Yeah. It was like watching table tennis. I think it got so bad that we, we went all, like, existential and said, this is why the Premier League's quality... Like, that's how bad it was. Yes. We, we just applied it to the whole league. Yeah. It was pinball in the air. People could not... You know, the first touch was horrendous. It just looked off. It, it was awful. There were two moments of quality from Coutinho. Yes. Uh, the cross for Salah was incredible. Oh, and, and we saw it come. We're like, get yeah. him. Yes. Yeah. Um, the header was great. header was good. Schmeichel dodgy, though. Yes. 
Um, and the free kick, obviously, was perfect. It was absolutely yeah. perfect. Yeah, he improved his free kick return by like 0.1% with that one. And people did immediately jump to, see, they should have kept him. Yes. Told you. A $200 million free kick. Not sure it's that simple, but no. we'll go with it. Yeah. Um, Okazaki was useful again. As usual. Let's talk about uh, Jamie Vardy's penalty taking. So, uh, it's funny how these things line up like time-wise, because I just saw like a documentary about Vardy, and I, I clearly looked at all... They show a lot of his goals, and a lot of them are penalties, and I clearly thought to myself, literally a day before... Wow, he just puts him right down the middle. The keeper should just stand there. Every Honest time. Honest to God, this happened a day before. <laughs> and then I saw this. I'm like, surely he's not going to go down the middle again. Everybody knows this. And then Minilay, for once, did the smart thing and just went, yep, here we go. I mean, Vardy is clearly not a particularly intelligent bloke. But right? at least when it comes to football. You'd think he'd be yeah. intelligent enough to know that like, at some point... Don't this put isn't six going penalties in a row in the same <laughs> spot. Yeah. And Minilay, uh, who may not be good at many things... Who gave away the penalty. Gave away the penalty... And isn't good at many things, but has saved 7 of 15 penalties he's faced in the Premier League. No. Which is exceptional. That is very good. I mean, he's probably responsible for six of them. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But nonetheless, um, Leicester only have one win and a draw so far this season. Well, yeah. I mean, what? Like, what, what was the expectation? That's relegation form. Are things getting shaky for shaky? Nice. I Thank see you. what you did there. Yeah. Very, very good. Yeah. Um, we'll spare him. This week, Spare tire. I tried, yeah. Um, but I don't know. I just people have high expectations of Leicester, I don't, so I don't particularly like it. Doesn't alarm me. You would expect mid table, they've well, got a good they, like when you talk about West Ham having a good team, Leicester have a good team for what you should comfortably expect when you're on that kind of high, you know, you do you do kind of slump or you whatever it's called, you come back down to earth. Is that the Skittles and vodka high? Yes, or, like yeah. like like that kind of thing. You whatever they call it, like even drugs, they say whatever it is, yeah. like something. Yeah. Um, and also like you have a lot of players that not necessarily want to be there. Mares is the one of the star players. He wanted to go in the summer. He's not playing to his full capacity. Vardy is huh, not bad. Um, because like, is the only one that seems to be trying. They're back for. I mean, Simpson has been horrendous. Uh, Fuchs yeah. can't even get into the team. Chilwell's starting ahead of yeah. him. Yeah. Um, um, Maguire, he loves a run. Maguire, he just bombs all over the place. Maguire looks like Harry Potter. Like, it, it's... Morgan is only playing because he's captain. It, it's it's messed up. It, it's Schme- Schmeichel used to make saves. He's not anymore. Like, it's, just, it's all over the shop. It is, it is a bit of a shambles. Um, Liverpool are away to Spartak Moscow. Should be all right now. Yeah, no, they'll, they'll be completely fine. If you were a fan, would you go? It's far and cold and dangerous and... I just feel like it's like I love my club. It's just, you know, they yeah. get a private jet there. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. Um, shall we do Moomoo of the Week? Yeah, yeah, let's do that. All right. <laughs> I do <laughs> One thing we are no sha, Moomoo not fit sleep forever. One day, Moomoo go wake up. Ladies and gentlemen, our new sponsor, XTSC. Extreme Toronto Sports Club, XTSC, offers the best co-ed, men's and women's recreational leagues across the city. Get your soccer fix with Extreme Toronto Sports Club. Sign up today at xtsc.ca, xtsc.ca. So log on to xtsc.ca, use the code 2017REDSKOSH, that's 2017REDS. C-O-S-H, you'll get 10% off your registration fee for a number of soccer leagues. If you want any more specific details, uh, DM us on Twitter or send us an email under the at gmail.com and we'll let, let you know, know about it. Yeah. 
Um, Moon of the Week. Yes. Let's start with uh, the RTE guide coming okay. straight out of Ireland. Um, this was sent to us by Craig Kent at CraigF1 on Twitter. Um, so this is a guide, an Ireland TV guide, I think. Uh, and it listed Borussia Dortmund against Real Madrid as being hosted at Turner's Cross, which is <laughs> a stadium in Cork in Ireland, um, where I think they play monster fo- I'm not even sure they play football. So, like okay, I mean... There were talks about taking games like kind of to neutral venues and increase revenue. Yeah, maybe they picked Cork. <laughs> I don't know. I hope I hope a bunch of people show up. Yeah, tomorrow. imagine they'd yeah. be like, "What? This is happening?" <laughs> and they just show up. They're like, "Where's Ronaldo?" That would be excellent. Yeah, um, I got one. Um, it's Klopp. So what happened was uh, Pagatino was asked recently whether he loves Harry Kane, and he said, "Yeah, he's in love with Harry Kane, etc." And then Klopp was asked the same question after, just, you know, to relate the two. And he, he I wouldn't say took offense, but he didn't like the question whatsoever. He, he shut down the press conference after that. That's a very touchy subject, apparently. He, yeah, he was asked, like, do you love any of your players? Yeah. And he wasn't very happy about it at all. Yeah, I, I, it was weird the way he reacted. Usually Klopp is, like, bubbly and, you know, he's ready to make some noise to kind of cover for his team's failing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But also, like, he, go, he goes around dishing out the hugs. Yes. And the head rubs and the everything, so... Yeah, the glass breaking. Wh- why be afraid of verbalizing your love, Jürgen? Let it out, mate. Yeah. He, uh, does he have a kid? Is he married? I have no idea. If he know. has a kid, I hope he like tells his son or daughter I mean, that he I, loves him. I don't think Klopp's kids are short of any sort of hugging. Well, if he doles them all out to the players and there's none left... That's true. He maybe lets it out all on a Saturday <laughs> at 10. <laughs> Sorry, little Klopp's. <laughs> I'd be more more. <laughs> one thing we are no sha, Mumu no fit sleep forever. One day Mumu go wake up. So back to the Premier League. Um, let's talk about United versus Southampton. Mm. Uh, this was this was weird because some people really like these uh, ground out results in terms of getting three points when you don't play well over like the City five nil yeah. kind of thing. Like it's like. This kind of game shows you're a champion more than beating someone 5-0. <laughs> yeah. um, which I really dislike. That well, kind of idea. nonsense. Yes, yeah. it is nonsense. But anyways, United did not play their best. Um, but they got the three points against a, a good Southampton side. Um, Lukaku with a goal. Yeah, uh, another he, one. He, he's, been, he's been really good for them. Six and six. And Mourinho said uh, that he didn't really expect him to be scoring in every game. He said, you know, makes sense that he'll score more than he did with Everton and West yeah. Brom, but he didn't expect this. Um, Ashley Young managing to stay relevant once again. Honestly, I know he's easy to take the piss out of, yeah. but whenever he plays, he's he used- does a good job. Yes, his cross to Lukaku was phenomenal. Yes, He, he took on Tadic, uh, just curled it right around him. He did it at the Champions League, was it, I think, midweek or two weeks ago. He did it recently for United. For Fellaini. The cross for Fellaini, yeah, yeah. He's very useful when, basically, Mourinho knows. Ashley Young's not going to win me the Premier League playing 38 games, but he will be useful. Other managers will go, yeah, Ashley Young's starting every week. And then you go, why is Ashley Young not getting me the Champions League? That's not how it works. You use them to their abilities, and he's used them incredibly well. And something that Mourinho is doing with the likes of Ashley Young, with Fellaini, is sort of reminiscent of what we saw Sir Alex Ferguson do yeah. in his teams when he squad. used O'Shea or Neville or who, Phil Neville. Yes. Um, Gary Neville played every minute. Yeah. Um, or, you know, those squad players that he managed to convince them that they had a role in the squad 
and they're whether it was time. starting or not. Yes, and and kept them motivated, and they and they performing, and and that's what Mourinho is doing now. Yeah, no, agreed. Um, creativity was a bit low on United, and uh, Mkhitaryan played okay. He just what he didn't really dumb. He didn't kind of put a stamp on this game as he has for most of the games this season. Pogba missing also surely does affect them a little bit. Oh, especially I mean they looked devoid of creativity in this one, and that is what Pogba gives you. Yep. He you know he's a very creative player. Um, they were, however, at least in the second half, pinned back by Southampton. Southampton was surprisingly good for a team that hasn't really shown too much this season. It looked like they were going to score an equalizer yeah. for, for a big chunk of this game. Um, it felt like United might have sat back way too deep, way too early. Um, but, you know, this is what people like to talk about. They held on. They, they ended got, up with six defenders. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, true. I think he brought on... Um, Blind and Smalling. Yeah. Um, United are also in Moscow. So that's Liverpool and United, both in Moscow. I mean, imagine the triangle of hate yes, that could be yes, enveloping that, central Moscow. I mean, Moscow. also Seska hating on Spartak. I mean, oh, this is just asking oh. for it. Yeah, Liverpool, United, Spartak, Seska. Let's get them all in like Red Square. Yes. And have them fight and film it. Yeah. Pay per view. Yeah. I'd no. pay for it. Yeah. Oh yeah, that that I would pay for. It. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah, the games. Be... The games are gonna be shit. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you you have here uh, something about United's best start in six years. Lukaku has six goals in six. The last United player to do that. Got, uh, any guesses? Is it a striker? Six, six goals in his first six games is, for United. Is it a striker? Yeah. Cantona? Nope. Uh, Rooney? No. Nope. One more. Uh, what's his name? Hernandez? No, although that's a good shot. Oh, Solskjaer! Okay. New York. Uh, 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 no. my, my clue is you don't remember that he played for United. Oh, oh Forlan. No. But that was good. Yeah. I don't know. Louis Saha. <gasps> He had six and six? Six and six. Well, we'll, let, well, let's... I mean, for United fans, let's hope uh, Lukaku's career doesn't follow suit. Yeah, yeah. seriously. I mean, Saha... I liked him. Oh, he's a great player, but he's just injured all the time. True. true. Yeah. I, I like players with left foot. They're both left foot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, Arsenal 2, West Brom 0. This, this was... This was a Monday game, which is the first thing I want to talk about. Because you wait... I'm sorry. You wait all week... For your team to play, mm. so you get to watch them on the weekend, mm. and then you're stuck at work yeah. because this game is on a Monday. Yeah. First of all, Sunday had one measly Brighton-Newcastle game. Yeah. Why couldn't Arsenal <laughs> play on Sunday? Two, we have a Europa, on as, as much as I hate to say, a Europa League game on Thursday. This makes zero sense. Yeah, no. I mean, Arsene Wenger was asked about it, and he basically said, you know, it's not a very long time. But he knows that he's going to rotate the whole team anyway, so he doesn't really care. But nobody played on Sunday. Like, one game. Listen, Brighton and Newcastle deserve some respect. Sure, okay? sure I'm sorry. Um, anyways, that, that's off my chest now, just because it, it's frustrating. It's frustrating. You I, do look lighter than you did tonight. <laughs> yeah, I, I recorded the game, so I'll be watching it tonight. Nice. I yeah. mean, we've seen, we've seen the extended highlights. Um, this looked as comfortable as... It looked... Like, what a routine home game should be. Constantly, repetitively, like, like repetitively, repetitively. <laughs> that's how you should go to an Arsenal home game, and that's what you should expect. A comfortable 2-0. Straightforward 2 I mean, some parts were uncomfortable, we'll talk about that. Sure. But a comfortable 2-3-0 win, everybody knows what they're going to get. Thank you very much. Yeah. Have a good Monday night. Good night, yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, that rarely happens. Uh, like I said, though, best game so far for Arsenal? I would say so. I would say so. In, in terms of... He's rarely been that involved in the build-up. Yeah. He, he's finished well. He's clearly very clinical. Um, but he had more interaction with everyone else today. I think he was, right. he was far more involved. But 
You're right that it didn't. It wasn't comfortable the whole time. Within ten minutes, yes. Your favorite player and mine, yes. Skodron Mustafi, best player in the world, brought down Jay Rodriguez. Stone wall penalty. Yep. And why did he bring him down? Because Mustafi is a little kid who wants the ball all the time. He's an idiot. Yes. He wants the ball all the time. He's yeah. Mailing without the goals. Yeah. It's frustrating. Yeah. It would be thirty-five. Like. <laughs> we've been asking for a central defender for eons and then we're going to spend 35 million on one we're like yes here we go and I'm sorry he's he's not better than any other central defender in the top well forget Liverpool other than that in the top six <laughs> no I'd agree I mean West Brom's centre backs are probably better <laughs> yeah. I mean Johnny Evans definitely is um, but also Rob Holding's on the bench and yeah, he's yeah. talent wise a better defender well Rob Holding's confidence has just been taking a beating this of season. Course. It, it's it's just very poorly managed. Um, but before we move on, just quickly on Lacazette, because we did start with him. He did score uh, two goals this game. Um, I got to say, for the Premier League being the hardest league in the world, etc., etc., all the newish strikers for their teams, I know Lukaku's already been in the league, but Lacazette, Morata, Jesus, you know, yeah. they're not... They're killing it. You know, Salah, if you want to kind of count him. Sure. You know, they're not struggling in the most rough and tumble league in the world that is impossible to you know no no one is struggling even even in fact I think that I think I've said this before but the greatest example is Richarlison he's 19 he's come straight from Brazil you shouldn't be able to make that transition yeah Yeah. that's ridiculous he scored again this week anyway uh, yeah Lacazette's doing well Uh, the beard is on point oh the beard is on point the the, uh, the trim is on point as well Everything's everything's going well for him Um, Monreal had an excellent game they were man of the match I mean we're, we're pointing people out for having good games because they haven't. Yes. This season. Yes. So Monreal had a good game. Bellerin looks like he's maybe returning to the fullback he Slowly, should be. Yeah. Ozil um, didn't play, so Ramsey went in number 10. So <laughs> I think I think we're never going to see Ozil Sanchez like as a, like in our lifetime. It feels that way. It's just it? not going to happen. Yeah. Um, one thing I noticed about West Brom. Yes. Kieran Gibbs has come in. Yeah. This is the best game he's ever played at the Emirates. <laughs> yes. But not only that. He is their set piece taker. Why? He's left footed. I presume that's the only reason. I mean, I can't think of. I mean, Fletcher can take maybe a few crosses. But yeah, I can't think of a lot of. I mean, it's not going to be Jakob. So, like, I, yeah, I guess Barry Garrett. Did he play? Did he break the record? He didn't play, did he? Oh. Yeah, I think he did. Okay, so yeah. congratulations. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and they sold Fletcher, so it can't be him. Oh. But yeah, well, Barry. You'd true. think Barry. Anyway, I, I just thought that was quite funny. Yeah, no, no, no. It is. I mean,. Gibbs, <laughs> Arsene Wenger recently came out with a comment saying, uh, "It hurts to lose Gibbs more than Ox." I mean, at this point, you're just bitter that he left. Did oh. he get them mixed up or? <laughs> I, yes, yeah. um, but you know, good three points for Arsenal, who I don't think have conceded since that calamity at Liverpool. Um, so some good signs. Ramsey played well at the number ten, which is where he should be. I don't know how and for who, but that's where he needs to play because when you have someone as solid as El Nenny or even Shaka or whatever, that's what they do in that center midfield role. Ramsey wants to run around and score goals, let him do it at a number 10. Yeah. You know, yes, it is, you know, we're missing, we're going to lose Ozil and Sanchez in the summer. You might as well start him playing there because he will end up playing there next season. Yeah, Ramsey and Iwobi 2018-19. Yeah, or, or maybe they'll go back for, what's his name, Lamar. Cool. You, you've already set the president at 100 million. Yes. What are you going to go back with, 20? I mean, yeah, and you're getting no money for Sanchez, no money for Ozil. <laughs> this is really well run. Hysterical. Um, Burnley nil, Huddersfield nil. Couldn't pay me to watch it. Fortunately, I didn't. <laughs> Everton 2, Bournemouth 1. Everton needed this. They were 1-0 down. They were. Yeah. Um, what, what, 
the joy I got from not from Everton winning, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but from Nias scoring two goals and proving Kuman wrong. Kuman exiled him last season. He didn't give him a locker, didn't give him a shirt number, didn't give him anything. Told him to train in the reserves. Tried to sell him. He just wanted to see him shirtless. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe no shirt, no locker. Yeah. Come on. And then he has the gall to say that Nias did a good good job after a difficult time. You gave him the yeah. difficult time. Yeah. He made it seem like it was a personal time back home. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, Swansea, ooh, Watford back on the winning ways. Yeah. Um, because, to be fair, that that City game was a blip. Uh, Marco Silva has been having a great time, defensively very solid. They looked very good. Um, and I think they also came back from one down? I can't remember. Uh, no, I think it went to 1-1. One, one. Oh, yeah? But, but what occurred to me was that, you know, a lot of people have said Watford did well to come back from the 6-0 drubbing from City. And that's true. Yes. But I'm thinking for the lower to mid-table teams, are they just going to take... You know, is a 6-0 drubbing by Manchester City really going to affect your your confidence? Or do you just take that as a free hit? Do you know what I mean? Well, like, I, I see what you're saying. Theoretically, it shouldn't. But it could. It could creep into you a little bit, you know. Um, I don't know. I still think Marcus Silva had kind of a bit of a... A task here on his hand to to make sure it doesn't affect him that hard. Fair, fair enough. Um, Brighton beat Newcastle one 0 This was a very hard game to predict. I thought Newcastle. I mean, Newcastle were sitting in fourth or something with like four straight wins, something ridiculous. Um, and I thought they might they might beat Brighton here, but uh, Brighton did well. They had most of the ball. It was a good game. It was a fun game. I mean, it, it was. Yeah, yeah. At one 0 it was probably still better than Leicester Liverpool. Oh, it was far better than yeah. Leicester Liverpool. I, the only thing that concerns me for Newcastle is. If Lascelles isn't bunging headers in from corners, they seem to find it very difficult to score goals. Yes. Hozelu gets yes. close, yep. but not close enough. Mitrovic, I guess, is on the bench, but he's a lunatic. Iosi Perez is like fun, but he doesn't really do anything. Hozelu missed like, a really good chance. The, the person was, uh, I mean, the man of the match was, uh, what's that kid name in midfield? Uh, Moreno. Um, uh, Moreno. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, he ran the show for Newcastle this game. Yeah. He was phenomenal. He yeah. was really good. Um, I think that, that wraps up the Premier League. Yeah. Is there anything uh, else we're missing? No, right? No, I think we should head on over to Europe. We will start with Sampdoria, who beat Milan 2-0 at home. Um, funny thing about this one. What was so funny? Duvan Zapata yeah, scored... Which means Samp- shoe, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Scored Sampdoria's first goal. Okay. Uh, not with his shoes, actually with his head. Oh, okay. um, but guess who nodded it down for him? Who? Christian Zapata, his cousin, who plays for Milan. That's that's sweet. Yeah? Yeah. Nice of him, no? <laughs> yes. Their mum's on the phone afterwards. Exactly, be like, did you assist your brother today? It's like, mama doesn't wear that. Assist your brother. <laughs> cousin, but yeah. Oh, sorry, cousin. Yeah. yeah. Um, Bonucci has been surprisingly poor. Some people are putting it down to a change of scene... Some the quality of players around him is not the same as it was right. at Juve. Also, um, didn't Kalini come out recently and say Juventus's defense is better than Bonucci? It's like seriously. Is it though? Like, is it? Yeah. Like, why do you say these things? Everyone knows you're just being small. And playing hurt. to the fans. Yeah, playing to the yeah, fans. Sure. Um, Sampdoria unbeaten in five. Milan are doing well in the Europa League, but can't seem to win lately in in Serie A. We said at the beginning of the season, yes. these signings are great, it's going to take time. Yeah. Montella's probably not the guy that's going to end up making this work. No. I'm not surprised. They did uh, tie down Suso, though, for a long-term contract until 2022, I believe it was. So that's good for them, because he's been, he's been really good. I mean, if you had told me that Suso 
that I've seen at Liverpool was going to become an integral player for AC Milan. Oh, yeah. I, I would have laughed in your face. Yeah. Yeah. Justifiably. They also, um, it's funny, they tweeted today that they changed the economic, or, uh, how did they put it? They changed landscape? the they changed the eco- sure we'll go with landscape yeah. but they changed the economic landscape of Cutrone's contract, but in the tweet it still says he, his time with us remains the same. Essentially, we're paying him more for the same amount. But of time. we're not extending his yeah, contract because yeah. he scored a bunch of goals and we need to. That's we cool. need to pay him now. That's cool. Yeah, that Which makes sense. I think it was cute. But why not just like sneak in a few years? Yeah, yeah. I, that's what I thought. Anyway, I don't know. Uh, it's not like Milan have been well run. For exactly. A long time. exactly. This is a good change. A team that is well run. Juventus 4, Torino 0. Torino were down to 10 men for a, a, a time. And uh, Paolo Dybala now has 10 goals in 6 games. Dybala is one of those where people remember him once in a while. But he is genuinely one of the best young talents in the world. It's just he's so established that you forget he's a young talent. He's, you know, he's played in Champions League finals. He's been Juventus' best player for whatever, 2-3 seasons. So you forget that he's up and coming. Because he's so... You know, finalized and established and done. Like he's almost the finished product at this point. I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. I heard um, Italian football journalist Mina Rizuki talking about him, and she was saying she actually is somewhat disappointed by him because apparently, according to her, he goes missing in bigger games. Right. Like he'll he'll easily smack three past this team and that team, but apparently in the bigger games, he's not quite doing it. And she also kind of said he's he's 24. Right, like he's not nineteen, he's not, he's not super 20. young. So, uh, so I don't know. I guess some people think that there's still a ways to go for him. But I mean, in Serie A, at least for now, he's absolutely yes. smashing it. Last season so. against Barcelona in the Champions League didn't do too bad. Like, yes, it, people just want more from him. the expectation is really high for Dybala, and he is that good. The yeah. hat trick he scored uh, last weekend, I think, phenomenal. The free kicks he's now adding to his to his arsenal, they're great. Verona, uh, well, another another striker. There's Absolutely smashing yes. in Serie A. Ciro Immobile for, for Lazio got another one, was it one or two here? Uh, Verona nil, Lazio three. Lazio on an absolute rampage. He's being very mobile, that's for sure. <laughs> yes. um, he's looked, that goal, like he, he skipped past three guys and the finish in the far corner, it was it was high quality stuff. It was, and an emphatic penalty to, to round things off. Yeah. Um, Lazio... I wrote the table down. Where, where are they? Um, where are they? They are in fourth, ahead of Roma and Milan. I mean, that's that's about as well as you can expect them to do. And if they keep this up, it will be very impressive. Yes. Um, more strikers that are killing it. I know we'll get back to Inter, but I just want to talk about Dzeko here for a second. Sure. Dzeko's doing phenomenally well again at the start of the season. Um, goals, assists. I know Sharawi scored too, but Dzeko really ran the show up top. He was, again, very, very good this game. I think it's doubly impressive when you think about the fact that Spalletti came in and revolutionized Dzeko. He got the best out of him than any manager has ever got. He won the Coppa Cannonieri. um, And this summer, Dzeko's had to contend with a change of manager, losing Salah, who provided most of his assists. And he's still doing it. And that's impressive. I remember people laughing a few years ago when, when I said, I would take Dzeko at Arsenal when he moved from City. He's a good player. It's just... You know, you need the system around them to make it work. But he's he will finish. He will score, you know, 20 plus goals a season easily. What I will say about that is, imagine the pace of him and Giroud. Up well, sure. It would have been instead of Giroud. Yeah. Right, you sure? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Diego Perotti is one of my favorite penalty takers in the world because he walks up to the ball 
so slowly and yeah. then just usually slots it in the corner. Yeah. He hit the post. Yeah, it was close. It was close. So um, unfortunate. But you were talking about your boy uh, losing his spot. Um, Bruno Perez. Yeah, we scouted him last year. We scouted him. We suggested that Roma sign him. Who was him. he playing for at the time? Uh, uh, Torino. Torino, yeah. yeah. Roma did sign him. He was the first choice last season. This season, Alessandro Florenzi is back. And yes. with good reason, has taken the right back spot back. And Florenzi is incredible. He's a fantastic player. Yeah. He's also, seemingly, a lovely guy. Uh, we'll get on to Napoli in a minute, but uh, Arcadius Milik is out for another four months with another knee injury. Apparently, it's this, I think it's the same injury that Florenzi had. And so Florenzi said... When we go to the San Paolo, we'll, he and I will swap shirts, like right. solidarity. I can feel this like, pain. Yeah? Yeah. 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 For, well, you might be up to four months. Hey. You don't know because hey. you don't get it checked out. Yeah, yeah. And at this point, I don't know. I feel like uh, me and, and Milik aren't that far apart in terms of ability. <laughs> well, maybe you can swap shirts. <laughs> <laughs> you know who can swap shirts? Niasi, because he doesn't have hey. um, Inter beat Genoa 1-0. I have nothing to say about this. Yeah, I saw some of it. Okay. I was at home, it was on TV. Yeah. It's crazy how much football you get on Canadian TV now. It's insane. Oh, it's amazing. Um, and Inter struggled. Inter struggled. Um, Icardi struggled a bit, but um, what's his name? Winger guy. Perisic. Perisic looked like he really wanted to play. Like he's 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 feeling it right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you know what? Inter really ground this one out. And, and it was a very tough game. But Does that deserve. mean they're in championship form? Yes, they are. They're right. going to win the league. <laughs> <laughs> a team that I think are going to win the league. Yeah, I hope they win. Well, Roma. You mean come second? Because like you were winning the league. Well, this is the thing though. Right. Napoli this season, I think it is their best chance. Okay. I think it is their best chance. I think with Juve, they are the best team in the league. They they left it very late. They're playing Spal, newly promoted, tiny little Spal. And we were saying before the game, oh, they're about to get a spanking. Yeah. Yeah, and then Spal went one nil up. Spal went ahead. One minute later, Lorenzo yes. Insigne. Spanked it into the corner. There's the spanking. Yeah. He spanked it into the corner. Beautiful. Callejon got a header. Like, nothing happened for a, for a while. 70 or so minutes, Callejon with a header from an unbelievable cross yes. from Vazir Gulam. And, uh, and then Spell leveled it. Yeah. 2-2. Yeah. And we, you're thinking, is the title race over? <laughs> I think Napoli should just sign all the small players in the world and just, like, have a team of five fives running around. I'm sorry. When you have Mertens... You have Insigne. Just get like Kante and San and Santi, and just get a, just make it. See what happens. Didn't Arsenal try this? Yeah, yeah, true, true. Yeah. But this but in Serie A, it might work. It might work. Um, um, but then uh, Gulam again, bursting through the defense, yes. running from left back for the winner. Beautiful goal. You know what Gulam means in Arabic? No, it means like boy or kid or boy. No, oh. yeah. So um, I just don't know. I just thought I'd share. He hasn't outgrown his name. <laughs> um. Yeah, so, I mean, I would like to see someone other than Juve win this. Who wouldn't, apart from Juventino? Like, enough already. Yeah, I'd take Napoli or even Inter at this point, or Roma. Maybe not Milan yet, or Lazio. (laughs) Yeah. I hope hope they cater to your your wishes. (laughs) Right now, Napoli and Juve top on 18, Inter on 16, Lazio 13, Roma and Milan on 12. It's it's an exciting season. It is. Serie A is back, and it's exciting to watch now, and... It's really up there rivaling the other leagues this season. It's it's a lot of fun. It's competitive. Um, and, you know, I try to tune in when I can because it's good games. And the kits are the best. Yes, the kits are great. Yeah. Um, Spain. Yes. Start us off. So, um, Atleti have started the season uh, quite roughly. Um, but they are picking it up a bit right yeah. now. 
Um, I mean, scoring goals was even hard for Atleti at the start of the season. That's true. Um, they beat Sevilla 2-0, which wasn't an easy game. Um, they're now unbeaten in six, having begun with three away games. Yeah, the stadium still needed uh, some renovation, I guess, at the start of the season. Yeah. This, this is an encouraging win, and uh, Big Diego Costa was in the stands watching on. Yeah, he, uh, he arrived uh, to Madrid, and he's now just going to chill till January. It's not that long. No, no, it's not. He just has to, like, get fit because, like, yeah, I'm sure he'd put on some weight. Oh, I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. Hey, you know, do your Christmas shopping, eat some tapas. You'll yeah. Right. yeah you'll I mean, just... maybe, maybe don't eat too much tapas. But... Be... Who are they going to get rid of? Like, did they get rid of Torres? Torres is still there. Torres is still there. I would, su- I would suggest that this may pave the way for Griezmann to leave in the summer. Oh. Unless, I mean, it depends. I mean, maybe Griezmann... Griezmann would have left the summer were it not for the transfer ban. We know this. I, th- right? I think he needs to, though. I think if you're going to make a name on the like kind of a next level international stage, stardom, you need to leave Atleti. I, it feels annoying to say that, but I think it's true. I take the point. On the other hand, I mean, let's look at the league table, right? And we'll get. Let's yeah. run through the other results. Alaves won, Real Madrid two. Ceballos with a double. Great two goals. Um, again, Madrid looked shaky. They've lost. What, three games already this season? I think Barca are seven points ahead. And then, I mean, yeah. At this point, if Madrid weren't that scary force that they are now, we'd say this league and Barcelona weren't at their weakest almost, at, you know, of their last, whatever, decade. You would say that this is over, but it's not because there's still two classicals to go and you never know. That, that's absolutely right. And But this leads me to my point about Griezmann, which is Real Madrid are looking weird. Yeah. They're already seven points behind, as you said. Barcelona are at the weakest they've been in a long time. They've started the season quite well, but still. If Atleti can challenge, can really challenge for La Liga, yeah. they've also got to two out of the last three Champions League finals. Where is Griezmann going to go Here we where go. he has a better chance of getting to a Champions League final? Just about to tell you. Tell me. Suarez is old. He's not looking as good anymore. Ooh. Next season, he's going to hit 30-31. They offload Suarez. Messi wants to play central and is because that's his best position. You put Griezmann down that right side? Ooh. I'm down. Ooh. I'm d- I mean, that would be, it would be lovely yeah. stuff. So it, it, it's doable. People move things around, you know? I, I suppose I suppose Real Madrid have been linked with bits for Griezmann. And who Benzema would Atleti ra- rather sell them to? Yeah. Barca. Yeah. So eh, watch, it's possible. watch the space. United watch could come back. Space. <laughs> yeah. United could come back for him. Where do they play him once you've got Marshall, Lukaku and... And Ozil. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I almost hope that happens. Yeah. Um, Barca beat Girona 3-0. You know who's playing really well? Own goals. Yeah, own goals is playing very well. Um, but also Paulinho. Yeah, he is. Killing it. He Not is. just goals and assists. Like, no. watch the game. He's dominating midfield. And no offense, he's better than Rakitic. <sighs> he is. So Rakitic. far this season, sure. Me and Alex have this thing where I hit on Rakitic. He thinks he's a great player. I really don't think he's good enough for Barcelona. And okay. I, I think Barca fans have the same divide. Some really like Rakitic, some love to hate on him. It's the, the thing is, the not good enough for Barcelona confuses me because he's won the Liga and the Champions League for Barcelona with Barcelona. So, like, well, you know, anyway, sure. regardless, Paulinho is doing very well. I am personally not surprised. He's easy yes. transfer to take the piss out of. But clearly his time at Spurs was not representative of his career. Because they bought see- him for a reason. Yes. He all, you can see for Brazil, he always does he brilliantly. He still kills. He comes back from China and dominates games. And regardless of the level that the Chinese Super League may be at or not, yeah. he still completely dominated it. Yeah, so I think with Paulinho, it's one of those where like, yeah, I got on the bandwagon of the jokes and the memes and everything. But deep down, I was like, he's a good player. 
Like, yeah. Like, he's a good player. Yeah. Like, yeah. Barcelona do some weird stuff. Yes. But they're this not isn't... just signing players for no reason. No. Andre Gomez aside, maybe. <laughs> yeah. um, Speaking of... Uh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Someone who's playing very well for Barcelona recently as well. Messi? Um, <laughs> him as well. Oh, Messi's killing the start of the season. I won't get into it. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's Sergio Roberto. Yeah. Um, he's dominating. He's playing so well. Assist left, right, and center. What's his name? Dennis. Um, scoring yeah. some good goals. That goal last weekend to kind of get the draw before Paulina got the winner was phenomenal. Can someone... I don't think either of us know this, but can someone who knows Spanish and, and the Spanish scene a bit more than us... Let us know if the Spanish refer to him as Dennis the Menace. And, if not, <laughs> and what that would be in Spanish, and if not, why not? Because, right. like, surely. Yeah, surely they translated Dennis the Menace into Spanish. Dennis the... El... El Menace. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, God. Um, Valencia beat Sociedad 3-2. Um, Zaza scored the winner. Speaking of players that went through a tough time elsewhere, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. Zaza scored the winner. Marcelino, this is the best bit. Marcelino, Valencia's manager, who has finally got them back on track, managed to pull his hamstring celebrating the winning goal. Not the only player in recent history to get injured celebrating. Manager. It happens. Oh, oh manager though. Sorry, yes. I mean, that's passion. A Klopp, Klopp. That's why Klopp's in a bad mood. He yeah. just feels like Maybe. someone won up to. He, out, he got yeah. outpassioned. <laughs> yes. um, but you know, we said Atleti are unbeaten in six. Valencia are also unbeaten in six, having played Sociedad, Atleti, and Real. That is really quite impressive did, for Valencia. Did they, they drew or beat Real or something. They, they had drew a two, very two, impressive yeah, yeah. game against them, yeah. And they've done it all playing four four two, which is Madrid, fun. Madrid are sitting in fifth in La Liga. I mean, if that's not a sign that the world is ending, uh, I mean, it is. Yeah. The thing is, at the start of the season, it was all about this Madrid force that is about to engulf the nation, the world, Sensio, the universe. Isco, I mean, Zidane, it looked, everybody. They know. looked unstoppable. And. They've lost three games, I think, so far in La Liga. They're seven points behind the leaders. They're, you know, a point less than Valencia. It's crazy how this is happening. Benzema hasn't got in a minute. It's funny how you can go from... Because you know the history and the culture at Madrid, you can go from Zidane is an impenetrable force to should this continue for another four or five games? Like, he's gone, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, they don't put up yeah. with this. No, so true. Barcelona um, top on 18, Atleti 14, Sevilla 13, Valencia 12, Real Madrid 11. It's... It's surprising. Crazy. Yeah, it is surprising to say the least. Um, let's move on to some lighter topics. Let's do it. So I did promise we're going to move on to lighter things, but that was wrong. That was a lie. I, I apologize. <laughs> True. Um, we're going to start talking about literally a football war that took place in Turkey. Um, so this was um, Fenerbahce versus Besiktas, two top teams in Turkey. Hardcore rivalry going on, you know, t- you've seen like tweets about this, people breaking their TVs, it, it's, it was an insane game. I mean, we knew something was up when we started getting a slew of requests to be like, yep. boys, you need to talk about this. I got four requests to talk about this <laughs> game, none were Turkish. Yeah, like we don't That's even know, you know that many Turkish people. Yes. Um, so the reason being is the amount of yellow cards and red cards in this game was phenomenal. Should we do this chronologically? Yes. All right, so starts off. Uh, Juliano scores a penalty. Yeah, fine, whatever. Uh, for t- Fenerbahce. Yes. Um, Besiktas's Canadian, Atiba Hutchinson, gets the first yellow for a pretty bad foul. Yeah. Um, Karezma then kicks Valbuena. I think, actually, just, just 
you missed three yellow cards what? before Hutchinson. Janssen got a yellow card. Oh. Mehmet Ekishi got a yellow card. Ozikov got a yellow card. Then Hutchinson got a yellow card. Damn. Okay. Yep. Then Charisma kicks Valbuena. Yes. Shortly afterwards, he gets a second yellow for another bad foul. Two minutes later. So that is uh, Besiktas right. down to ten. Yeah. 45 minutes, <laughs> straight red for Neto. For Fenerbahce. So now everyone's down to 10. Yes. At which point, or shortly after that, Besiktas' manager gets sent off. Yep. Um, for... Yeah, yeah. He, he got sent off for protesting a decision okay. or whatever. Um, and then Besiktas get denied a penalty. Yep. So, like, very clear penalty. <laughs> um, shortly after that, Fenerbahce miss on the line. Like, yep. goal line miss. Unbelievable. Atiba Hutchison then fouls someone in the box and gets sent off. Yes, and before that, there's another two yellow cards. Okay. Yep. Fenerbahce get the penalty, um, even though the foul took place outside the penalty area. <laughs> yes. Hutchison gets sent off. Janssen scores the penalty. 86th minute. 86 minutes. 80, 87th minute, <laughs> Ryan Babel scores a goal. Assisted by Alvaro Negredo. It's like... Some of these names, Janssen, Negredo, Babel, this is just bringing back the time. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, 90 minutes. Ozekup, straight red card. 88th minute, you forgot. Koibasi for Fenerbahce, red card. Why not? Why not? <laughs> so let me let me go through. One, two, three, four, five reds and like 1,700 yellows. <laughs> it's just incredible. Phenomenal stuff. I mean, that is entertainment. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's videos of um, uh, online of Fenerbahce and Besiktas fans breaking their TVs at different points in the game. Um, I mean, Turkey fans, we know, are passionate. Yes. To say the least. Yes. Um, but this really took him over the edge. This, this game was, was crazy. I only wish I'd watched it live. Yeah. I mean, maybe next time. We should add Turkey to the, to the list. Yeah, let's yeah. find the Turkish place in Toronto. If anyone's got any recommendations, give us a shout and we'll go and watch it live. 100%. And, and eat really well. And drink some tea. Ah, yeah. Good point. Thank you. Um, so, so, you know, we, we love tea oh. on the Koshcast. Every, every one of us. Alex but, makes great tea every time we come over. Thank you. Although it's too hot for it right now. Yes. But Bernie Roche as well. Um, but we all take it slightly differently, right? So um, how, how do you take it? Uh, tons of sugar and a lot of milk. So it's like it's quite pale and it's very sweet. Okay. Bernie, a couple of sugars, not as much as you, but yeah. enough. And a bit of milk. Okay. Yeah. Uh, me, just a bit of milk. I mean, a bit is a lot. You put like a few drops of yeah, 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 it's, it's a splash. This murky it's gray. A splash. Yeah. And uh, and Roche, straight black. Yeah. Won't have anything in it. And right. we'll go back. And so, you know, we, we, we argue about it a lot yeah. as to what the right way to take your tea is. And so we thought, let's do a poll on Twitter. Um, and our average poll brings in what, 15, yeah, 20 15 people? to 20. Yeah. yeah. This one, 207. <laughs> 207 votes. In the lead. Surprisingly, black. Really? Roche won the Twitter poll. That's just laziness. Um, Maybe. Yeah. I mean, it is easier. Yeah. Um, in second, you. Yes. Three sugars, a ton of milk. Love it. That's for the, the candy bar and the cup option. Yeah. Bernie on 20% with two sugars and a drop of milk. And uh, me and the other Brits. I mean, the other Brits that, that tweeted us yeah. um, uh, they said that they like take you. it like I do. And uh, we finished last on 19%. That is by far the most popular thing we've ever tweeted. I mean, next week it might be welcome to Under the Pot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Depends on how this goes. It's very true. Um, cool. So, it was a pleasure, Alex, as always. Yeah, thank you. Anything else? I don't think... I think we've covered pretty much everything we wanted to. Yep. 
Um, so, I mean, Champions League in midweek, Europa League midweek, that's oh, all happening. A lot of games. Um, a lot I, of games. Yeah, I gotta go check our prediction scores because there was a game today. I gotta check fantasy, there's a lot to do. All right, um, for now though, let's go have a kebab. Thank you for downloading the Koshcast. Get in touch at underthekoshblog at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at under underscore the kosh. And for articles, predictions, and the full experience, go to underthekoshblog.com. Thank you.